Welcome, welcome everyone. This is Lisa Boldo, and I am so happy that you decided to join me tonight. Welcome to Come and Be Healed. So um, we're going to get started in just a couple of minutes here. We're going to just let people jump on. I know that... Um, I know for me the anticipation's been building for this, you know, all week. And this is something that, um, you know, the Lord had put on my heart, like I said in the earlier video that I did earlier this week. And uh, if you want to just say hello real quick and where you're calling in, or where you're calling, where you're joining in from, that's awesome. You know what, I'll have to put my glasses on just to say hello. And then we're going to get started in a minute. So we got Sandra Cunningham. Yamini, hey girl, we got Sophia, Frank, welcome, Lori, Erica, welcome, welcome, Vicki, Sandra, New Jersey, hey, New Jersey in the house, Oklahoma, Stephanie, welcome, Lisa, welcome, 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 Corinne, welcome, Florida, oh, hey Yamini, so um, Jean, welcome, yay, and you know what, I don't want to, of course I want to welcome everybody, but of course I want to respect time because I know that you guys have been waiting, and you know, my thought for this was we would, we'll probably go an hour, I'm hoping that, but you know what, if it goes a little bit longer, you know, I mean, this is really important, and if you had to travel to a meeting somewhere, you'd be driving maybe, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe two hours, you know, and then you'd have to drive home afterwards. That's the beauty of Facebook Live. We can do this, and I'm telling you, as God is my witness, you know, I've spoken in churches, I've spoken in many different places, but I've not, and I've done Facebook Live, obviously, but not a meeting like this. This is a big deal because this is a mandate. You know, my purpose, it's healing, healing, healing. So with that being said, um, I just, let me just see. Um, you know what? The time. It's 8.01. So we're just going to give it another minute or so to allow people to come on. And, um, and then we're going to go ahead and just get started because I respect everybody's time. And usually I like to get started right on time. So, um, I'm just going to say hello to a few more people. Hey, Curtis, welcome. Adriana. And if I didn't get to say hello to you, I mean, welcome. I'm so excited that you guys are here. Tammy. Yay. Lisa, Dorothy, and Tammy from Cali. Yay. God bless you. God bless you. I'm so excited. This is great. So, okay. You know what? We're going to go ahead and get started because everybody knew this was it's supposed to be 8 p.m. Eastern, and so I'm going to go ahead and get started. So again, I just want to say welcome to Come and Be Healed. Welcome to this meeting tonight. My name, again, it's Lisa Boldo. You know that. I am a Victorious Life mentor, a certified health coach for the past 11 years, um, author, speaker. You know, I, I don't like to, uh, you know, give myself whatever, but I just, so you know that there's credibility there. I was ordained as a minister of the gospel in 2009 through Joan Hunter Ministries, and my passion has been uh, not only nutrition, but the word of God with all my heart. And why is that? So, you know, you guys, you know, you see my videos and I get a lot of messages from people. And by the way, I had to turn off the messaging right now because there's just so many and there's just no way that I can get back to everybody. But I just want you to know, you know, you see my stuff and, you're, and, and some of the messages are like, oh, girl, you got it so together and this and that. Listen, it was not always that way, right? Your mess becomes your message. 
It's the truth. When you go after God, when you've had a hard time and your life has been an absolute mess, no matter what you've been through, God will use that and turn it around so that you can help others later, especially once you overcome. But you can help anybody anyway, even in the middle of your mess. You know how you help them? This is what God told me when I was just at my rock bottom worst. And I was like, what about me? What about me? You know, right? We hear Joyce Myers say that all the time. But it's the truth. I was just, you know, self-centeredness is really the cause of most grief. I won't say all grief because obviously if you have a family member that passes or someone that you love, that's a source of grief. No, no doubt about it. But when you're just upset, you know, just in your own stuff, then, you know, I remember the Lord said to me, listen, 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 and help others now. And I was like, what? And I, rem I remember crying and I was like, but what about me? You know, and, but you know something? And you, you guys are throwing hearts because you know, you know that it's true. What I'm saying is absolute truth. So I just want to, you know, before we dive in, I just wanted to let you know that it wasn't always this way for me. I am victorious. I am an overcomer now. But I literally dropped to my knees in January of 2000. That is when I dropped to my knees in the bathroom at work, at the time I was a legal secretary, I had just gone through a divorce. I'm telling you, I was an absolute mess. My son was like 10 years old, and I just didn't know how I was going to live. I was totally addicted to psychics. And when I tell you, mm, I overcame it, but it almost killed me because I became addicted to psychics like someone on crack cocaine. And it was absolutely awful. And, you know, aside from that, I was very um, needy and codependent in my relationships. And that came from, you know, not having a dad growing up. And I'm not blaming that situation because we don't stay a victim. You know, I felt I had all kinds of abandonment issues. I had, uh, I had asthma growing up. That's another thing. The enemy tried to take me out so many times as a child. I would be going to the emergency room sometimes three times in one night. And so those of you who think like I never had any issues, oh my gosh, guess again, I was the poster child for sickness with allergies, asthma. And like I said, there were times I would go into the emergency room and I was just out of breath. And I didn't even know that someone could, I hope there's no young people, like really young people watching, but I never knew that, you know, death could come as a result of asthma. And thank God, I thank the Lord that when I went into that emergency room so many times and I would, I was just out of air and I would say to the lady at the desk, am I going to die? Yeah, I'm a little girl, five years old, you know, four, five, six years old. And the woman would always say to me, no, you're not going to die. You can't. This is what she said to me. You can't die from this. And that is what stuck in my head. And as a matter of fact, even being a health coach for the last 10 years, I didn't even know that someone could pass away of asthma until I was, I don't know, I think like 30 years old or something like that. Oh my gosh, I, you know, but thank, because that's what I'd heard as a child that you couldn't. Okay, so long story short, I was a mess, not only with my health, even, you know, the asthma went into adulthood. That was, that's, was the biggest struggle really of my whole life. Health wise, I struggled with acne, um, you know, I mean, 
you name it, I, I struggled with it. My immune system was totally shot, totally weak. And then, of course, on the personal side, I had all kinds of issues, you know, from uh, pa panic, anxiety attacks, depression. There were days that, you know, before the divorce, after, after the divorce, I didn't want to get out of bed for days. I was so riddled with anxiety and depression and looking for my future to these psychics. And here's the thing. I knew God. I was going to a Christian church, but I would leave there and be like, he's a faraway God. Like, I just thought, you know, people could say Jesus loves you. And I was like, yeah, that's all good and fine. But what am I going to do with that? Right? He's so far away. There's so many good people in the world. Why would he even look at me? Right? And then I, you know, from being addicted to psychics, you know, I almost, you know, if something isn't God sent, Paula White said this, um, you know, years ago, if something isn't God sent, it will be God used. When you put your trust in the Lord, he will turn your mess around, make it your message, and your whole life will change. You will be an overcomer. You will get strong, but it comes from seeking the word, the Lord. So, okay, that was a little bit long with my story, but, but you know, I needed you guys to know where I've come from. And then, like I said, I've been a nutrition coach, health coach, certified health coach for the last uh, 11 years. However, I never wanted to touch the emotional side of things. I only wanted to do with nutrition back then. Why? Because back then I hadn't overcome the emotional side of the emotional side of things yet but guess what now oh watch out cuz this is what i do the lord has really shifted me yeah i mean i can still obviously help people with nutrition i could do that with my eyes closed to be honest with you someone needs to lose weight somebody has you know diet. that stuff is simple but it's the real internal you know emotional stuff my calling is to spread the good news be a light in the dark places and help the multitudes to live in victory. I remember sitting in a parking lot back in, um, oh my gosh, in a, in a grocery parking lot. Like, I think it was like when I was in nutrition school. And I remember just crying and saying to the Lord, Lord, send me, use me, use me. And I was still in a big old mess then. I was just like, send me, use me. But I meant it with my whole heart when I was saying it right? I meant it. And I was like, Lord, whatever it takes, however you need to use me, just use me. You know what? You guys get it. You understand. You have done the same thing, right? A lot of you have done the same thing. And the Lord hears you. The Lord hears you. And I'm telling you, man, that's the word of God. You you put that out, man, angels are hark hearken to the voice of the word of God, but they need someone to give voice to the word of God. Another reason that it's so important to know, to learn that word, to get into that word so you know how to fight when the enemy is attacking you. Oh, glory to God. So when I said my, my assignment is to spread the good news, right? What's the good news? The good news is Jesus Christ and what he came to do. Oh my gosh. You know, Jesus paid the ultimate price. You know, some of this stuff, obviously you've heard before, but I'm telling you, I need to bring it tonight because I'm going to give you tools where you are going to learn how to walk in your authority, just like I did. And you are never going to be afraid of the enemy Ugh, ever. I have such, it was prophesied that I have a, a Catherine Coleman anointing. She was just amazing. And, you know, I forgot to even, I just kind of dived right in, you know, with you guys. But, but I'm going to just do this right now. 
And this is about the Holy Spirit tonight flowing through me. It is not about Lisa Boldo. I don't even want you to put your eyes on me at all. The Lord Jesus Christ, the, the blood of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit is what is going to come through to you tonight. And Father, right now in Jesus' name, I thank you. I thank you for this time together. I thank you that you hear and answer every prayer that I pray and that you are answering the prayers of those watching tonight and those who will watch the recording. Father, I thank you right now that you have given us all authority, that Jesus paid the ultimate price in blood with his life so that we would never have to be in bondage to sin or sickness or any of it, poverty, anything, but that we can live victorious lives because that is what you've called us to. And Lord, I just thank you right now for everything that is going to happen tonight. Lord, I pray that only your words come through, Lord. None of me, all of you, Lord, that they would see you through the message tonight, through everything. And I pray, Father, that they would just absorb, 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 and that their lives would be forever changed after this broadcast, Father. And even during, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that even at the end as I'm, you know, releasing the authority that you've given me, Lord, to them, that they would receive it with their whole hearts and in Jesus' name, bondage broken forever in Jesus' name. So, okay, cool. Ugh, you know, it was also prophesied that, and I know this is true, John G. Lake had such a passion and a hatred for sin and sickness and that's how I feel. I can't stand to see someone sick or hurting. I'm just like, I can't stand it. I, I just like, Lord, what can I do? I, I got to help them. And you know what? You who are tuning in tonight, you have a heart similar to mine. And I also just want to say too, before I start, you know, really diving in, that I've got to kind of give this intro and foundation that um, there may be people on here tonight who completely disagree with what I'm saying, but I'm going to back up every single thing that I say from the Word of God, from Scripture, okay, from the Holy Scriptures. And so if there are any religious spirits on here that, um, you know, you don't agree, then I would ask you, don't comment. You know, I mean, I'll go through the comments later. And of course, you know, if there's something you don't understand, I get that. Um, you know, if you if you haven't heard this this teaching before, you know, but if you're just downright rude or nasty or negative, I'll just ban and delete later. So, you know, I've got a thick skin. I know what I'm called to do and I'm totally cool with that. And so, um, you know, for one or two negative comments or, you know, even more that might come in to the hundreds who are blessed and who are going to benefit from this, you know, Jesus dealt with religious spirits too. I'm totally cool with that. So I just wanted to say that. But again, the good news is that you don't have to suffer with sin, sickness, any of it. Jesus, he left his place in heaven, right? John 1, 1 says, in the beginning um, was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word is Jesus. He left his high place in heaven to come to earth to die for you and me because and to restore us back to the Father as so that we would be restored to the place that we were before the fall, before Adam sinned in the garden. That's what Jesus came to do because the minute that Adam and Eve, you know, they committed high treason, they, they passed the baton to Satan to, to become the God of this world, right? So because that happened through a man, 
a man, Jesus, right? Jesus came into the earth as a man to take back that authority and glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. You did it. He won, you know, and, and even after his death at the cross, it says he made a public, a public spectacle of the enemy. Yeah. So Jesus took back the keys from Satan and he now gives those keys to believers. What, what am I talking about? The keys. I'm talking about the keys to the kingdom, right? So that you can be an overcomer. In other words, if Satan is the God of this world, he's got authority over people who don't believe in Jesus Christ. When people don't know Jesus, they live by their five senses. That's a problem because the minute you get a symptom of sickness or you feel like getting a divorce or committing adultery or, you know, smoking, whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, and now people are going to be like, smoking? I'm going to address that a little bit later because I've gotten messages from people saying how addicted they are and, you know, we need to break that and I'm going to show you how to do that. So anyway, the good news again, Jesus paid the ultimate price for you to be free with his blood, with his life. He came and he, so of course the, the keys to the kingdom, all authority was given to Jesus Christ in heaven and on earth. Jesus now turns around and gives that authority to those who believe in him, right? It's, it's not about your works and being good and all this stuff. And, you know, there's so many people that are like, well, you, are you going to heaven? Yeah. Well, how do you know? Because I'm a really good person. Guess what? That is full of pride because you're making it about you, not about Jesus and what he did. Because, right, all of our righteous works are like filthy rags, right? We could never, it's, we could never be good enough. But Jesus, just because of we believe in him, we are given, we are granted, you know, um, he comes in and we're saved. We're born again. It, it, it's all, it's not a matter of works or performance. It's about believing in what Jesus did for us. And so that's the good news. And the thing is, is he did this. He paid the price for every person in the world, but not every person in the world accepts him or receives what he did. And that's a shame because, and you know, a lot of people, I feel the Holy Spirit's just having me go here. This is, you know, I have some notes, but this is not in my notes. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are praying for someone to be saved, but they won't, they won't preach the gospel to them. They won't tell them about Jesus. Well, that's not cool. Now, I understand if it's a family member, somebody really close to you, they may not receive it from you, but you need to try. And I'll tell you, one of the best ways to get through to people is just listen without judgment. Make it a safe place. Let them open up to you. And you know, hey, what's going on in your life? You know, let them open up to you. Make it a safe place. Don't be like, well, you're not a Christian. You need to, da, da. no, listen to them. Because if you listen to them, then they're going to say, wow, you know, they're going to just listen. And then you could say, you know, um, calmly, can I share something with you? And they'll be like, yeah. You know, you could say, you know, um, I don't know how much you know about God, but let me tell you something. There's some really good news. And you tell them, say, you know, um, you, you know, I see that you're living by your five senses, but there's another, there's a better way. And boom, you introduce the Lord Jesus to them. Say, there's one who came to give you a free gift and your life can change like today. Now, granted, here's the, here's the caveat, right? 
you get born again, right? You ask Jesus to come in and be the Lord of your life. Your life's not just going to change like this. You now have to renew your mind. Step one, get born again. Step two, you got to renew your mind because nothing changes until you renew your mind with the word. Because how are you going to know how to fight the enemy if you don't know the word of God, if you don't know what the word says? You've got to renew your mind. Okay. So um, a lot of people don't believe that God really loves them because they've done a lot of things in their lives and they, you know, they think, well, how can God really love me? Well, let me, let me just say this. God thought that your life and my life, right? My life and your life was worth the death of his son. Jesus came willingly to die for you and me to get us restored back to the place that we needed to be. It doesn't matter what you've done. God loves you. Do you hear me? He loves you. He formed you in your mother's womb. And even if your parents didn't plan you, God planned you. He's your father. He loves you. Jesus loves you. Okay? I just, I needed to make that point. And so, um, when I said, you know, my, my purpose is to spread the good news, right? This is what I just did. And then to um, be a light in the dark places. What are the dark places? The dark places of the mind where people are stuck in unforgiveness where they can't forgive themselves because it's all about them and how bad they've been and how could God really love me? It's not even about you. God loves you, period. He loves you. And if you just give your life to Jesus and then get in the word, get some good preaching and teaching, your whole life is going to change. I promise you, because I used to think the same thing. You know, God's so far away from me. Why would he even listen to me? I'm a mess. I'm a wreck. I have done, I'm just the poster child for just whatever. You know what? I'm going to share a secret with you. It's not really going to be a secret anymore, is it? Um, <laughs> when I was at the end of, you know, the marriage and we were trying to work things out, but I was so full of pride and it just was not good. Pride comes before the fall, and I can promise you it comes seven times worse. Well, we, you know, he said to me, well, you know, you need to see a psychiatrist. This is what he said to me. And I was like, fine, I'll go see a psychiatrist. See what I mean? My attitude, it was so Jezebel. Ugh, do you know who Jezzy is in the Bible? It was not good. I had a horrific attitude. I'm telling you, God can change me. He can change anybody, right? But I gave myself to him. I surrendered. But the point is, went to the psychiatrist, right? And you know what he said to me? He said, you know, it's all black or white with you. There's no gray matter. You're either really up or you're really down. And I'll bet a lot of you on here can relate to that. And I thought, uh, yeah, and? He said to me, you're bipolar. He said, you're bipolar. And he wrote a prescription for bipolar uh, disorder or whatever, for medication. So I said, uh, I went, okay. No, I had anger issues. I had anger issues. That was the problem. And so I remember walking out of his office, and this is, this is how rebellious I was. It's terrible. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And I literally turned around and I ripped up the prescription and I said, you're bipolar. Psh, really? That's what I did. I'm not proud of that, but that's what I did. I just was like, he's crazy. You know, so the bottom line is, and I'm not saying that some people really don't have, you know, that issue. Please, you know, hear my heart on this. I was angry. I was living by my five senses. I was needy. I was codependent. I was depressed. I was everything that the devil is, right? He's angry. He's depressed. He's a mess. 
I was a mess, right? And so I'm not saying that if you're a mess and you're a believer, you're just, you know, following the devil. No, you're here because you want the tools to turn all that around. So glory to God. Okay, so now I want to, I just want to say also that some might be watching and think, well, you know, you're really narrow-minded. There's many paths to God. No, there's only one. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Okay? And so Jesus is the only one that took the nails. Jesus is the only one that was resurrected and 500 people saw him. Okay? It's one Jesus. He is the only way. Okay? The only way into God and he is God. And so I can't get into, you know, with, with the time that we have, man, I just, it's like, I, I just have so much in me that I want to pour, but I want to, you know, I want to be respectful of time. So now I'm going to get into some teaching and then I think this is really going to bless you. And I will just, I'll share with you that, um, I knew that God wanted me to do this meeting and I've got so much on healing in me, you know, even in paper, on paper and messages, but I felt well, I didn't know exactly what the Lord wanted me to share, but then last night at 2.30 in the morning, 2.15, I was telling my friend Lorette today that uh, the Lord woke me up at 2.15 in the morning last night, and I just grabbed my notebook, and I started writing, and he gave me everything that he wanted me to say tonight. So this was in the flow of the Holy Spirit, so just listen up like your life depends on it, because I believe it really does. It's going to change. So... I want to just get into a little bit of teaching here. Um, and the reason is because, again, you've got to know your authority, right? And then I'm going to pray, you know, afterwards, and we're going to see chains broken. All right? Does that sound good? Yay. Okay. So what did Jesus come to do, plain and simple, right? There's so many scriptures in the Bible, but, you know, we'd be here till forever with all of them. But the Lord gave me the ones that he wanted me to share with you tonight. What did Jesus come to do? He came to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3.8 says this. He came to destroy the works of the devil. And guess what? If you're a believer, you, he wants to use you because Jesus has to use people. He's got to use people. Okay? Acts 10.38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, <laughs> who went about doing good and healing all, all, that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Oh, how beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? Right? Beautiful. Okay. So, does healing apply to the physical body too? Right? Here's some examples in the Bible that I want to give you. So, in Luke 6, 8, right, there was a man with the withered hand. I mentioned this in a video uh, last week or the other day. And Jesus told him, stretch forth your hand. And boom, he was healed. Right? Jesus healed the man on the Sabbath. In John 18, John 18, 26, it says that Peter cut off the guard's ear, right? In the garden when they were arresting Jesus. Peter cut off the guard's ear. Ah, blood everywhere. Jesus healed him instantly, right? Healed his ear immediately, right? In Luke 17, 14, Jesus healed 10 lepers and only one came back to thank him. He healed 10 lepers. I don't know that he laid hands on every single one. You know, Jesus, a word, boom, done. <laughs> Acts 3-2, a man was lame from his birth, right? And he was at the gate called Beautiful, asking for alms daily. And Peter 
right? This isn't just Jesus. The Granted, Jesus was working through the apostles. And it says that this man lame from birth, he was at the gate called Beautiful, asking for alms, like money, daily. And Peter, fastening his eyes on him with John, said, look at us. Look at us. And the man was expecting to receive something from them. So then Peter said, silver and gold have I, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. He didn't even say, I speak to that lame, da 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 He just said, get up and walk. Sometimes people think like you have to have the exact name of, you know, a disease or whatever's going on. No, you don't. Jesus knows what's going on, right? No, you don't. He didn't say, you lame. Granted, now, of course, there are times in the Bible when Jesus said and spoke to the deaf, dumb spirit. He spoke to the spirit, right? And so, okay. <sighs> so, he said, they said, get up and walk, right? Rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. The man got up. Well, they, they helped him up. They helped him up, and then his legs became strong, and he started, like, you know, walking and leaping and praising God, and then, oh, my gosh, it was just, it was amazing. Glory to God. And then all the people saw him walking and praising God. Don't you want results like that? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. We all do. So Mark chapter 5, the woman with the issue of blood, right? The woman with the issue of blood. She spent all her money on the doctor's. And she was no better. She was no better. Not even like it said. She was nothing better. No better. And then she said out of her mouth, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I'll be well. I'll be made whole. She spoke that. She believed it. There was no doubt in her heart. She expected it. And those are just a few. You know, there are many, many um, miracles and healings all throughout the scriptures. My gosh, just, you know, and, and especially in the, in the gospel of Mark, everything, there were so many, like suddenly, suddenly it, it was, it's awesome. And now, so I just wanted to share a few of those with you. And I'm sure that you can think of many others. Okay. I also want to mention, um, miracles that I have seen personally. You know, there was a, a comment that came in the other day. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he said something like, this is nonsense. You know, how many of these are documented? And, you know, probably none. I didn't even bother to answer because you just, it's better to just not. But I felt like the flesh was going, just go wrong, you know, and just tell him. But it was like, no, 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 no. Jesus left people perplexed. He spoke the truth and he said, let those who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. If you don't have ears to hear, then you're not going to hear. And I'm talking about spiritual ears. You know, you can hear blah, 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 and like not receive anything. But if you say, Lord, open my ears to hear what the Spirit, what your Holy Spirit is saying, you're going to receive. Okay, you're going to receive. So I want to tell you about some personal miracles that I have seen um, over the last, um, you know, several years. And, you know, one of the, the first real, you know, it's funny because we equate miracles. Oh, that was a big one. Oh, that was a, not, not as big. Listen, a miracle is a miracle. A healing is a healing. Just like sin is sin. Sickness is sickness. It's just, you know, do you really think that cancer is any more difficult for the Lord to heal than a headache? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He healed that withered hand like in just a few seconds, right? The ear, the guard's ear, 
I'm sure he didn't sit there for 30 minutes trying to heal the ear. They were arresting him. I'm just saying. <laughs> so um, one of the, the miracles, and this was a miracle, uh, my friend Eddie, and some of you who know me may know Eddie as well. Eddie is such an awesome man of God. And um, Eddie uh, and I, you know, we really kind of started ministry together in 2010. And, um, but in 2009, after I got ordained through Joan Hunter, I was so excited. And I, I came back to my church and I did a healing school and, you know, teaching healing and stuff. And I had to fight some religious spirits there too. Like, oh, what makes you think you can heal us, you know, and all, or teach us healing. And it was just like, oh gosh, whatever, you know. But the pastor stood up for me and I was able to teach and there was so much fruit that came forth and especially with this one uh, gentleman, Eddie, I love him and I don't even think he'd mind if I say his last name, Eddie Torregrosa and you can find him on Facebook, he's amazing, awesome man of God. But anyway, Eddie, um, uh, he was a deacon in the church that I was at and he, um, he used to walk with um, his leg, like his, he walked with one foot kind of out so he would walk and his foot was just kind of messed up you know to the side and someone had asked me to pray for him and he didn't come to the first healing school so he really didn't know anything about you know healing and stuff so anyway I prayed for him I just said you know what let's just see what God does and I asked him I said why are your why is this ankle all twisted like this and he told me that he'd had an accident doing construction like 15 years ago it's just the way it healed and he told me that he was actually declared legally disabled and that sometimes he would walk and his leg would just give out and you know trip and he would fall and so I just said to him you know what let's just see what God does and one of the other guys in the church had asked me to pray you know if I would just pray for Eddie so we went in the kitchen and it was actually during service and he sat up on like almost like it like one of those high like chairs like a bar stool type chair or whatever so anyway I just said let's see what God does and I remember you know I and I was just ordained like a couple months before that but I knew what God wanted to do. So I, I had his feet and I just said, let's see what God does. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I said, I command these ankle bones to come straight and for the, for the, your legs, for these ankles to just come straight, to be strengthened, to be straightened and to be strong in Jesus name. I command, you know, your, your ankles to be healed, your, your feet, everything. And all of a sudden I heard like, <laughs> and it was like, he went, oh, and the two guys that were standing there, they were like, it was so funny. They were like, oh, and the other one was like, oh. And Eddie said that he felt this warmth go down his leg because there's no way I would have, you know, I couldn't have done that. But I just was holding them. And all of a sudden they just went, the one that was crooked, it went, it went but they both went pop and straight. And from that point on, he was, he was crying, he was in tears and he said, oh my God, you know, like basically like I never would have believed it if I, if this didn't happen. So I can't say that he really believed before, you know, I mean, in Matthew 10, um, Jesus says in Jesus, when he sent them out like two by two, and then when he sent out the 70, sometimes he said, preach and then heal them. And then sometimes he said, heal them and then preach, right? And so Eddie was already a man of God. He was a deacon. I mean, he, he was in the word and stuff, but hadn't seen the healing yet, you know, ever really, you know, with anyone. So right after that, he said, I want to be in your next healing school. He came to my house. You know, we played Joan Hunter CD, Joan Hunter CDs. It was awesome, or DVDs rather. And then he went and got ordained and he has been in the healing ministry ever since. You know, walks in the prophetic as well and just 
just an awesome man of God. So that was one. Okay, was it documented? Absolutely. And his video is on my YouTube um, channel, I believe. And then, so that was one. And I, I want to share just a few with you because I, I know this is going to bless you. The second one was this woman, Nisi. Um, she comes and, you know, like helps out um, once a week. Um, and uh, like in the house, it's just a, it's a big house that, that we're in. And glory to God, you know, it was my husband's uh, grandfather's house. So anyway, she comes and helps. And one day she came with um, a bleeding cyst the size of a golf ball on her uh, abdomen, like on her, you know, like right here. And she had little bleeding cysts, uh, you know, on the sides of it, like around it. And she was in a lot of pain and she brought her pastor's wife with her that day to help her. And I asked her, I said, you know, what's going on? And, and I felt it and everything. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I said to her, Nisi, can I pray for you? And I, I'm saying her name, just her first name, but her testimonial is also on my YouTube channel. She's amazing. And, you know, she she's from um, she, like Brazil. I think it's Brazil or she has like a Brazilian accent of some sort of Portuguese. I don't want to mess them up. But anyway, and she was, the language barrier was a little bit tough, but Anyway, I said to her, can I pray for you? She said, yes. So I just put my hands on her and I said to her, let's see what God does. And she's a believer. Glory to God, she's a believer. Precious, precious woman. So I put my hands on her, you know, her that area. And I just said, in the name of Jesus. And I just was like, rah. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I said, I curse the seed and the root of this tumor. I called it a tumor. It was, she called it a cyst, you know, whatever. And I called it a tumor. I said, I command the bleeding to stop in Jesus name. And I command the, you know, the bleeding to stop. I said, I curse the seed and the root of this, these tumors, these tumors, because there were little ones around it in Jesus name. And I just command them to dry up and die in Jesus name. And and then I looked at her and I said, and in, but in my head, I was thinking, I don't know if God's going to do this through surgery or if he's just going to heal her. And then I looked her in the eyes and I said, Nisi, Jesus, you know, by his stripes, you were healed. And I said, Nisi, receive your healing in Jesus name. And I'm telling you, she was looking me in the eyes and she, I just saw like tears, like in a tear come down. And I knew that she received it, but I still didn't know if it, you know, how God was going to do it. So she told me that she had an ultrasound scheduled for Wednesday. This was a Monday when she came and I said, all right, I'll call you on Thursday. Let's see, you know? So I called her on Thursday night and she was hard to understand, but I was like, I said to my husband, Mike, I'm pretty sure she said it was gone. The doctors couldn't find anything. Well, she had been there, you know, the week before because that's how they determined that they were bleeding cysts and they wanted her to come back in a week, you know, whatever. So she said that the doctor was like, well, she said that after I prayed, you could see her testimonial. It was, it was a while ago, but she said that, um, the blood dried up, the pain stopped. And when she went to the doctor on Wednesday, she goes, she was so cute. You know, she goes, I don't have a nothing. She goes, thank you, God. I don't have a Thing. And it was just so adorable and I just hugged her and I was like, oh, Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. She was completely healed. And the doctor was like, oh, just to be on the safe side, let's do an another ultrasound tomorrow. Nothing. Gone. Every single bit of it. Gone. Glory to God. She received it. So that's documented, you know. And then, um, let me see. Um, lately, <laughs> just recently, 
there have been um, healings of carpal tunnel, fibromyalgia, um, and last Sunday I went to a hospital in Pennsylvania to pray for, um, to minister healing to a friend of mine's father who was, you know, had cancer of the lungs and it had spread to the brain and he was just not in a good way. And we went on Sunday and um, to Pennsylvania. In any event, um, it was amazing. You know, we went in and she said he had been really weak. He had told a friend of his the day before on Saturday that he was just ready to die. You know, and apparently the only alternatives were two more treatments of radiation or hospice. Like it was just, it was that bad. And he was apparently so weak, he said he was ready to die and he couldn't feed himself. He couldn't, you know, like talk on the phone. It was just a mess. So anyway, when we went there, I mean, and we went there and I mean, I was just like, and we're just going to go in there and we're going to just eradicate this thing. Right. And so, um, when we went in there, you know, he was just laying down and then he kind of sat up a little bit and I just, I, I took his hands and I made sure that the people in the room that we were on the same page, because remember how Jesus put people out if they weren't believing, you know, if they didn't, we don't, you don't want any of that, you know? So anyway, we were all on the same page. So I grabbed his hands and I just started talking to him and ministering to him and saying, you know, God loves you and God wants you well. And then God was showing me prophetically some things, you know, about him. And so anyway, I was able to minister to him. He prayed with me like, but he was like, you know, and the beautiful thing is after I ministered healing to him, the power of God hit him. And he was like, Whoa, he was like, you know what? He goes, I need to get up. He's like, you got me stirred up. He goes, and his voice like started coming back. He goes, I got to get up. And so we grabbed like the walker for him and he just like went to stand up. And then like, you know, we helped him and then he went right over to the recliner. He was sitting in the recliner talking to all of us. Like he was just a different person. We all saw the manifestation. He was completely different. He was normal. He was like you or me just right now, you know, just, just talking. And it was an absolute miracle. And to date, he's doing well. He's still there, you know, in this uh, place. And, but I think he's going to be going to like rehab soon and, and then, you know, released. Yes. And the Lord showed me him holding a microphone, giving his testimony. So I'm super, super excited about that. And then I want to share one more with you. Okay. And this is my own personal healing. Um, this is something that happened to me. Uh, I actually had a cyst on my wrist that were, it was like the size of, it grew to be like the size of a BB, okay? And this is going back, you know, a few years, but it had grown to be the size of a BB. And I remember I would lay in bed and I would pray over it in Jesus' name. You know, I rebuke this, I command it, da 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 And then I would check it. Did it go down? Did it go? Nothing. And I'm like, what is going on? Why aren't I getting healed, right? So yeah, I do it again, nothing. So I didn't understand like why it wasn't, you know, why I wasn't getting healed. But and I was like, Lord, what is it? Do you want me to minister to the doctor or something? Long story short, I went and had it removed, surgically removed. And then um, like within maybe six weeks or so, it started growing back again in the same exact spot. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So what the heck? Pray for it again in Jesus' name. And then I check it nothing, not healing. And I'm like, all right, Lord, what? Like, I don't get it. And I wasn't hearing from the Lord. I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. So I went and had it removed a second time. 
Okay, now the second time that I had it removed, the doctor had to cut midway deep because he said that there was, um, there were two of them. So there was one growing under the other one and they weren't even attached, they were separated. So that told me, I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? So he took them both out because there was a root there. It would have grown back again. So I'm thinking, all right, you know, so he took it and now he, this is the deal. He told me that the next morning I was going to be in pain because he really had to cut pretty deep. And I'm thinking, you know, it was a little butterfly stitch. I'm like, eh, nah, how much pain is it going to be? And it's like, whoa, can I tell you the very next morning when I woke up, the pain was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous and it was unacceptable. And I'm not the kind that's just gonna go reaching for the ibuprofen. So I was like, I started crying in my bed because it hurt so, I couldn't even bend my wrist that much. I couldn't even bend it that much. And I started crying and I said, Lord, I said, this is unacceptable. I put a demand on him like the lady with the issue of blood. I said, this is unacceptable. You have to show me what to do right now. Okay, listen very, very carefully. This is, a, this is the key right here. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me instantly. Why? Because I went to him with my whole heart. I wasn't like, I heard Carson's pain and then like chucking it. No, I went to the Lord and I, with all my heart and I said, you acceptable? I said, you have to show me what to do right now. And I heard the Holy Spirit say these words to me.